Suddenly, Bardas opened his mouth. And before Bill Travis knew it, he was covered with five pies worth of used blueberries. The women in the audience screamed. Boss man Bob Cormier took one look at Bill Travis and barfed on Principal Wiggins. Principal Wiggins barfed on a lumberjack that was sitting next to him. Mayor Grundy barfed on his wife's tits. But when the smell hit the crowd, that's when Lord Ass's plan really started to work. Girlfriends barfed on boyfriends. Kids barfed on their parents. A fat lady barfed in her purse. The Donnelly twins barfed on each other. And the women's auxiliary barfed all over the benevolent order of antelopes. And Lardash just sat back and enjoyed what he'd created. A complete and total barforama. Lifers Podcast with Scott Lucas, Gabe Rodriguez, and Ben Reiser. And now, here's Scott, Gabe, and Ben. Gabe, what's your favorite Ray Liotta movie? I'm, uh, I mean, he was in Goodfellas. That's right. Okay. Good fe- you can't pick Goodfellas. You have to refresh my memory on what he's been in that I've seen, because I'm terrible with Operation Dumbo Drop. No, never seen it. Smoking Aces. No. Killing Them Softly. Roberta Flack? Yeah. No, yeah, I, he was I, in the Roberta Flack song. I, I guess Goodfellas is the only one I've really seen, and he was good in there, so I'll, I'll take it. Was he in Casino? No. Okay. Street Kings 2, Motor City. No. Uh, Copland. You saw no. Copland. With Sylvester Stallone? Yes. Yeah. Never saw it. You did too. <laughs> you saw it with me. No chance I saw that movie. The only Sly Stallone movie I saw with you was Cliffhanger. Oh, I do like Cliffhanger. It's a good... The only thing that's wrong with Cliffhanger is that Ray Liotta wasn't in it. Field of Dreams. Oh, that's right. Really, it wasn't Field of Dreams. I know you saw that. Uh, it might have been on when I was in the same room, but I never really watched it. Uh, you're a bald-faced liar, Mr. Lundergaard. I'm bald. Bald-faced. No, I, I actually... Oh, you're not bald-faced. Bald-faced. He's not you actually have more... Yeah. Here's a story. <laughs> All right, here's a subject. story. I, I just... Because I, I know everyone's going to want to know this. The toilet paper? Yes, the toilet paper is still there. <laughs> Hey, I thought you were moving back to your other B&B next week. Why would he move to somewhere where there isn't toilet paper within within uh, reaching distance? I think I left my cord to my shaver at and the last Airbnb. refrigerator. So but you're going back there, it. right? Yeah, we're going back there. And I haven't shaved. This is the longest my beard and mustache ever, has ever been. Who do we have on the show this week, Gabe? You asked me too quick. You asked me way too quick. because okay, I well, you were going to say something. What were you going to say? We'll start over. What were you going to say? I was talking, talking about, about his beard. beard. 
Yes. What? You didn't say anything about my Irish leprechaun pimp beard. Well, because you like got it, that witness protection lighting going. We can barely see. Yeah, that we can barely. Beard. But I, it looks like you got like a piece of toilet paper on your lip. No, there's no toilet you cut paper yourself? anywhere in his house. Look, no, it's, it's a look mustache. At me. L- lift your head up. Yeah, no, right there. Oh, yeah. See that weird white thing? What is That's that? That's a gray beard. Or a gray is that toilet paper or is that a, a gray discoloration? It's a gray discoloration. It's a touch of gray. That's a gray discoloration, George Costanza. That's the longest my beard and mustache has ever been in my life because I lost, lost my cord to the beard shaver. Gabe, who's on the show today? Pete Beeman. Now, do you and know who the hell that is? Well, when you sent me the link today or the other day and said, we got Pete on, I thought it was going to be a different Pete. So I was, I was in a different mindset. But now I know it's the drummer of Burning Brides. He's also got some side projects that he does. And, uh, he was in there's... Guzzard. Yeah. Back in the day. Uh, he's got a new band with his brother, Dan, who is in Helmet. And uh, David Case, who is the bass player in Helmet, who are, these guys are some of our favorite people in the world. I love all these guys. And I love Pete Beeman just as much as anybody. Um, and he's the drummer in this band called Killer Hill. Which is probably, for my money, my favorite metal band going right now. Wow. It's good stuff. Which Pete did you think was coming on, Gabe Rodriguez? Well, the text just said Pete. And when I think of Scott and a Pete, I'm thinking of Pete Machung, you know, with the married men. I'm like, okay, 69th episode, we're going to get one of the married men on here. We're going to talk, we're going to get some... You know? So you automatically, you think 69, you think Pete Michonne. Now, this <laughs> says a lot about you. <laughs> no, I had, I had, was he Ace Fraley one year? He was, was different? yeah. Okay, he so was, I, I had some questions ready. I was, I was getting them ready, and now all of a sudden, I, I, used, I got the link, and it didn't say Married Men or Pete Michonne. It said Pete Beeman. I'm like, so, okay, change gears. I went to uh, the Sons of the Silent Age concert the other night, which is... Uh, Matt Walker and and uh, Chris Connolly and they do this uh, David Bowie thing and they had a raffle so I bought a bunch of raffle tickets I won I won the raffle and I, hey, I hey. won apparently a a piece of Paul Stanley's guitar that he broke off so I just got like a email a couple of hours ago and like is this really your address because this thing is coming to you and it's going to be you know Kind of a big piece. So so it's funny that you bring up Kiss because Paul Stanley's guitar is on its way to my house right now as we speak. Are you going to yeah, give it to Karen as like a toy to chop she's gonna on? Chew it. She's going to chew it. I, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to take a look at what this thing is. I have a feeling like it's in a case, you oh. know, like something oh. that you could hang up. But, I mean, come on. This has to go to Liars Club, right? I mean... There's no way that that there's no better home for this than Liars Club, so it it's got to go there. But don't say anything. Shh. Luckily, Shh. luckily Herb would rather die than listen to this show. <laughs> Especially after last week. <laughs> that was pretty good. The best part was when he said, 
something about the bottom of the barrel or something like you really have to go that low to get Joe Kelly on your yes. <laughs> Joe was right there. <laughs> He's like, How hard up for you or guests that you have to have Joe Kelly on your And I was like, Ooh, maybe this is backfired. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy. So Gabe, I, I uh sent you that picture the other day from Brownies. Yes. But I don't remember brownies looking like that. It, it didn't. It didn't. But I walked into this place and I was like, I could feel the vibe. I was like, this was brownies. Did it smell so, like brownies? <laughs> I'm not touching that. <laughs> what is it now? Gabe's, Gabe's really going to like this. I'm not too crazy about this name, but Gabe's going to love it. It's now called Heaven Can Wait. Right. Sounds no. like my kind of place. Yeah, it does sound like your kind of place. That's that's not the best name that they've ever come up with for brownies. That's a brownie of a name. Brownies is the old club that local age would play back in the day when we were starting touring out, out east, and you know the record label would have a showcase there, and there'd be you know three hundred tickets sold, and two hundred people would show up, and then a hundred would be left by the time the band went on. Really? Sure. That's the, that's the way you want to describe it. That's how it went. But. <laughs> It's funny that you say it didn't look like that because I sent you the picture and I said, guess where I am? And you said brownies. So Mm. did it not look like it? Uh, It was a small club. It was dark. And usually when you ask me something like that after midnight, you're reminiscing about the good old days. (laughs) Okay. Is Heaven Can Wait a rock club? Mm, This night it wasn't. They have a stage... Oh. They have uh, instruments there, but um, I think um, Jesse owns it, so it can be a rock club if he wants it to be. Oh, but but this night it was it was pretty much a uh, like kind of it was like disco music, and there was a guy in there, and he was talking about going to see uh, you know the new Tom Cruise bullshit, uh, the new Top Gun bullshit, and 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 I was just like, okay, come on. And he's like, no, I decided to go. And I was like, you know, I'm tired of everybody going on about how Hollywood doesn't have new ideas and you know, everything sucks. And then something like Maverick comes out and everyone flocks to see it, right? You know, it's just nonstop lip service. Like Hollywood's bereft of new ideas. Oh, there's a new Top Gun. I'm there, you know? And then half the people are there just to say how much it sucks. So I don't really understand so this guy's going on and on, and I'm like, blah, 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 I like real cinema. He goes, he goes, yeah, well, what did you think of that recent Gaspar Noe one? And I was like, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. He just went to see this movie because he really does like cinema. He's not a snob. And I was like, oh, okay. So he totally got me, completely. And I was like, all right, so I guess I'm going to go see Maverick now. Oh, you not you you're not, you can't to. be you can't be topped by this guy. You got to show him you're just no, as open minded as he is. You well, uh, yeah. And he's recommending Maverick. He was recommending it. He was saying that he thought it was funny, hmm. deliberately funny. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I I just hate Top Gun so much. I think Top sure. Gun is really an awful, yeah, awful fucking movie, and. Uh, and I, I don't enjoy it on any level. Right. I don't think that Maverick is going to be for you. Yeah. Well, Jennifer Connelly's in it, so 
that is one level that, that, that I would like. I was like, you know, fuck this movie. I don't need it at all. And then they said, Jennifer Connelly. I was like, ah, you sons of bitches. The dirty trick. Gabe, what do you think of Jennifer Connelly? I saw her in a movie a couple nights ago. Oh, yeah? What she, was it? She looked a lot skinnier. I don't remember the movie. It was some kind of Easy. thing. A lot skinnier than what? Career opportunities? Yes, career opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only movie I've ever known of her. What are you talking about? Because she was a child. That wasn't a child. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just stop. Because you're gonna you're you're gonna text us in a couple of days, going, "Can you cut this part out?" Yeah. No. Listen, yeah. I'm, I'm not afraid to admit I've never. Remember, seen there was that part movie. where we started talking about Jennifer Connelly. Um, I might have gone yeah. too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what was it? Was she played a heroin addict? Is that what it was? No, I I can't remember the movies. We put them on flatliners, them. something like no, that. It wasn't that old. It wasn't that old. It, it was. That's Julia Roberts, my friend. Oh. <clears throat> Labyrinth playing in 70mm at the Music Box 70mm Fest. Oh, hey, I want to go see Airport. That's a brand new 65mm print. Do you want to go I with me? I was going to tell you about that. I, I will go with you to that. I think that's going to be great. All right, tell me what show works for you, and I'll go get a ticket. Okay, sounds good. Healy's going for, like, the whole weekend. He's going to see, like, oh, yeah? four movies. Yeah. He's staying I, in Lombard, he says. Lombard. I'm uh, trying to figure out. If I should get a pass or not, I'll probably I'll I'll get a fucking pass. He's excited to see. Uh, what's that Douglas Trumbull movie? Oh, Brain, Brain Brainstorm. Brainstorm. Brainscan. Brainscan. Brainstorm. That's not. Bra- I don't it's think either one of us are right. Scan. I don't think it's not Brainscan. No, Brainscan is a different movie. Thank Brain you. Scan so is what is a sci-fi horror from 1994? Okay, is this, this one? This is definitely Brainstorm, right? I don't know. That doesn't sound quite right either. Mindfuck? Is it called Mindfuck? Oh, holy shit, it isn't. Brains, no, yeah, it is. Brainstorm, of course. Oh, okay. 1983, Christopher Walken. Louise Fletcher is in it. Uh, tell him it's not a very good movie. Oh, he's seen it. Okay. But I but guess like the... 70 millimeter? I guess still the, not very good. I guess the stuff when they go inside the brain was all shot in 70 or 65 or whatever, so he wants to see that. Right, they showed it a couple of years ago. We went, to, Ryan and I went to go see it. Ryan still talks about it. Ryan had a great time. But here's what's coming, not as part of this festival, but I have the inside tip that's coming later this year. They want to set it up special. The inside they poop. To, they want to recreate sense around because they've got a 70 millimeter print of Earthquake. Now I'm coming back for that, and you still haven't seen it, so that's, put that on your calendar. I don't have a date yet. Wow, what's going on it's with happening. all the uh, disaster movies lately? Mm-hmm. You've really tapped into something. Yes, I'm, I'm impressed. A, I'm an influencer. Yes, you, but yes. here's the thing. I think I think we're all bearing the lead here. Because Gabe's got I've, something to I've say. Been waiting, I've been waiting to say this. You said that you have to have this movie done by the end of the month. What's going on? Oh, I have I to have it. this movie done by the end of the month. Okay, because Felix is about to start on his own movie, and so I want to have a. a a uh, cut, a final cut, doesn't have to be locked, but I want to have a final cut, and then I want to send it off to for sound mixing. So that's what I want to do. So I don't know if I can really go to any of these 70 millimeter movies, to tell you the truth. Okay, so you're in high gear, high mode to get this movie to the next step for Felix that's to right. take, take it that's and run right. with it. Right. And maybe, maybe we might see something by next year? 
Next year. Yeah. Yeah, mm. next year is good. These things take time. Yeah, I know. I know. I know they do. That's what I'm saying. I thought you were going to say, like, by September. I was like, no, 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 no. no, no. So next year is great. I can, I can handle next year. But you don't think we'll hit a holiday release for Christmas? <laughs> no. <laughs> and I'm sure the theaters are really upset about that. I'm not talking I mean, we put out Maverick. We've got we've got this huge hole. Oh, you got to bump it up to seventy millimeter for a music box screening. I would love it. This movie would look great. I mean, we shot it in four K. That's seventy yeah. millimeter, right? Yeah, sure. Dude, can you imagine we get a seventy millimeter print? How much would that cost? I don't know. My house. Hey, everybody! It's it's Pete Beeman. Hello. I'm clapping with one hand. Wait, are you, are you in your trailer? How did you know that? Because <laughs> it doesn't look like the inside of a house. Oh, fuck. See, I... Are you I, in the trailer? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Oh. oh. You're not going down the road, are you? <clears throat> no, I'm just sitting here. That doesn't look like the inside of a house to you, Scott? <sighs> I've been in the inside of Pete's trailer before. I know what oh, it looks okay. like. Um, but I escaped. Yeah, nearly. Well, it's Pete Beeman, everybody. Uh, some of you might know him from Guzzard. Some of you might know him from Burning Brides. But you should probably, and you'll want to know him, from his latest band, the thoroughly excellent Killer Hill. Could you, could you tell I was reading that, Pete? Did that sound red? <laughs> or did that sound totally natural? <clears throat> I thought I thought you were listening. Someone is piping it in on your headphones. Yeah, no, that was copy. That was yeah. that was copy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I think you nailed it. So what's going on? You guys got anything new coming out, or is uh, the Frozen Head EP the latest thing that people can get? Um, the latter. Yeah, Frozen <laughs> Frozen Head. Uh, yeah, we got that. And uh, other than that, we just been. Uh, you know, toughing it out in the room, writing some new stuff, and, you know, that's about it. How hard is that? Because this stuff isn't like... It's, it's really like fucking hard. It's not like hard. a local age song, you know? You're not going to get like a verse and a chorus and you're done. Exactly. Uh, I'm glad that you brought that up, because I wanted to make that comparison. No, it's really hard. Uh, no, you know. Well, working with my brother you know, Dan... Go ahead. No, no, you go. No, you go ahead. All right, let's listen to something, uh, just so people can get an idea of what's going on here. Because all right, I think this shit is really great. Let's uh, let's start from the beginning with their first release uh, about a goat, which still cracks me up. Here we go. <laughs>
so that's your brother Dan's band, basically, right? Yes. Yep. This is Dan's thing. I'm uh, along for the ride, playing the drums. Yeah. And Dave yeah, Case. And of course, Dave Case. Yes. And uh, but we got him uh, laid up with a hip surgery coming up in June. Fourteenth. June fourteenth. We're all falling apart, man. I know. <laughs> so, What's the name uh, of the band again? Killer Dwarfs? What is it? <laughs> yeah, it's Qu- Killer Dwarfs. Queefing no. Dwarfs. <laughs> I'm trying to look it up while we're talking. Fro- Frozen Head. Sorry. Is, that a, is that a sex thing? Frozen Head? Oh. I assume. I assume it is. But uh, we'd have to verify with my brother. But it's Killer Hill. Frozen Killer, Head. Killer Hill is the name of the band. Frozen Head is... The about EP. a guy in yeah. your neighborhood who does meth, I believe. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yep. A guy. Uh, oh, well, okay. fuck. He'll never listen to this, right? <laughs> who the guy? The, the, the meth head? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're we're huge with meth heads. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, there's a guy in our neighborhood. I've, I've since moved, but uh, yeah, he goes, you know, kind of up and down on the <gasps> drugs, off the drugs. Um, and so one time he was, you know. On the upswing there, and then and uh, he ended up across the street with a machete breaking in windows, and the police came and you know shooting him with the rubber bullets and all that. But <laughs> so Dan wrote about that experience, and uh, he has you know he lives next to these folks, so uh, it's a little bit gnarly, I guess. But uh, truth be told, he's been a I lived there for 16 years, fantastic neighbor, never a single problem. Just saying. Wait, the meth head is your neighbor and he's a fantastic neighbor? Is that what you're saying? Yes. All right. You know, it's nice to hear that drug users, even meth heads, aren't demonized in your neighborhood. Not At least not by you. Not by me, at any rate. Is Killer Hill the name of the neighborhood? No, Killer Hill. No, it is not. The, the neighborhood's Wait, called I'm getting Frog, everything wrong. Frogtown. Frogtown is the neighborhood. That's a good band name. Yeah, I suppose. Frog Pond. Uh, frog the Pond. Frog Pond. Wait, frog Pond from uh, St. Louis? Yeah. Or no? Yeah, yeah, I remember those gals. Yeah, they're back. Holy shit. Oh, they're back. Yeah. Great. They are. Let's go to you. You're from, you're from Minneapolis, right? Y- yes. And so was, was Guzzard your first band? Guzzard was my first band with my brother Tom and... Uh, uh, David Paul on bass. So you just do what your brothers tell you to do. It's so far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out. Fuck. No problem. Yeah. Can you believe that? I mean, you guys were, were on, what was it, volume one of Dope Guns and Fucking on the Street, or was it was a later volume? No, it wasn't volume one. Maybe four or six. So you're part of the whole AMRIP scene. Yep. I mean, is that what you were into when you were growing up? I mean, how um, old were you when you were in Guzzard? Eh, let's see. Well, 17 to 20-something, 20 22 or 3. Uh-huh. I, was, I was pretty young. And yeah, I, I was super into the local scene in Minneapolis, St. Paul. And so to get somehow wiggle into the AMRIP fold was pretty big to me. And uh, yeah, I, I loved it all. I loved it all. 
how did that happen? Was that your, did your brother know those guys or, or what? Um, uh, you know what? A little family secret. <clears throat> My older brother, Bill, he was in a band called Vertigo. They were on Amrep. Check it out. Really cool stuff. Okay. Really neat punk rock group. Um, they were on Amrep and he was probably, and then, uh, my brother Bill's friend Pat Dwyer was, um, you know, Tom Hazelmeyer's uh, right-hand man over at Amrit. And so he and Bill went to college together. And so he, Bill was probably getting in his ear, check out my brother's band or something, I don't know. But uh, somehow it happened, and Pat Dwyer, you know, he, he he's the guy that made it happen for us over there. I think you may have met him one time at Grumpy's uh, in Minneapolis. Did yeah, you I not? Think- I think, he, yeah, he was bartending that night. We were at Grumpy's, yeah. Yeah. You've been in L.A. for what, how long? 16 years? Yeah, something like that. All right, so, I mean, did you go out there to join Burning Brides? Yep, I did. How did that happen? Uh, let's see. So, Dan and I were playing in a band. We called it We Invented Tornadoes. Uh, we made a little run up the West Coast, just booked our own shows type of deal, and some dude... Uh, saw us play, mentioned it to the Burning Brides, blah, blah, blah. You know, that was it. So I got a audition, came out and auditioned and, you know, got the got the gig. Moved out with the backpack and my drum kit and that was that. <laughs> Where did you live? Uh, well, let's see. The first four days I lived on my friend's couch. They said, oh, you coming out? We got you fucking handled. We got you covered. You can stay. You have to stay on our couch, but we, no problem. You can stay here. Okay. Right. This is the band Quee, by the way. Oh right, right. Matt and Paul. I know you, you've come across them before. Oh yeah, you can come out and stay on our couch. All right. So I get there on a Monday, and then they say, uh, "Oh, so actually we have to move." <laughs> oh fuck! Like uh, when? The end of the month? No, Thursday. <laughs> fuck. So that was it. Like. <laughs> I slept on their couch for four days, and then I had to move and uh, slept on another guy's couch for nine months. Nine months. And who was that? Calisto uh, Hernandez. Oh, yeah. You're a good buddy. Yeah, absolutely. See, I, I keep my friends close. You've met <laughs> them all. <laughs> so, all right. So you do two records of Burning Brides. Uh-huh. I mean, wh- what was that whole thing like for you? Uh, just lots of work touring constantly and uh just go 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 you know it was uh, cool in that respect that's you know what i was i came out to do so who were you guys going out with uh God, what were they fucking called this metal band uh uh mastodon oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i think i've heard of them yeah that was the first tour and the fucking best Right. I'm sorry. That was a fucking oh my god, yeah, it was pretty incredible. Yeah, we toured Macedon for five weeks. I was think it pa- was uh, 2005. Was Paul Massaro doing sound when you were out with them? Paul. Paul. Is he a tour manager too? Yeah. L.A. guy. No, Chicago <clears throat> guy, Korean guy. Yeah, yeah, Korean guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was. He great guy. I don't know if he was LA guy or what, but that was a wild fucking time. Those guys, oh my god! Still the standard, in my opinion. I have many, but uh, the standard in, in like 
um, play hard, work hard. Those fucking guys. Those guys. Oh my god. Yeah. Who was the standard when you were in Guzzard? Um. Jeez. Well, you know what? We toured once with Wool. Yeah. Uh, the Stall Brothers right. from Scream and all that stuff, and those guys showed me uh, a work ethic. Yeah. I had not known before, and I turned twenty-one on that tour so I was a uh, young fucking punk you know and those guys were just like holy shit 10 people were a thousand people they were just fucking on it right and I yeah that was that was big to me How do you feel this is going, Pete? Well, geez. <laughs> I'm having a fine time. Uh, Are you? you know, yeah, what do you want I to talk am. about? Well, what's on your hand? Oh, uh, great question. It's a. Uh, you okay? That's killer pill that? right there. Killer pill. It, it's, uh, it's a. I think I have tendonitis. What do you mean you think you have tendonitis? I think I have tendonitis. I think uh, I got into a little. Well, I told you, you know, when we were in LA that last time and I dealt with little Johnny Jr. rapist. And, no. I didn't know, you, know. You, you danced with somebody out in LA. Yeah, remember? No, I don't. 
We saw you the day after it. Yes, when we were at the track, remember? And then mm. and the night before, we were at the hotel. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So I think I think that brought on some tendonitis or bursitis or or whatever it is. Some so not, type of itis. So some kind of itis. Yeah. So it's two times now that I've seen your hand fucked up. I'm not sure if it's the same one, but right. one here yeah. in LA, one in New York at a pizza right. place with fucking rubes. It's the same hand. Maybe you should learn to throw your right. Well, what about you? I mean, the first time I met you, well, you broke your hand at a, at, at a helmet show, right? Wait a minute. Did so you first punch, time punch some dude you, in the helmet? <laughs> well, they were all wearing helmets, and I was like, well, well I got we, we were in Europe. Didn't you get into some scuffle with some guy oh. that was messing with helmet? Right, right. So, I mean, just as long as you're throwing rocks, well, let's talk about what happened there. Oh, all right. Well, uh, I'm <laughs> well, you guys played and then uh, everything's fine, fine and good. <laughs> Barcelona, maybe. And then Helmet gets up there. They're doing their thing. You know? Yeah. And then uh, I'm standing there watching this kid fucking. These kids, I could see their conversation. Hey, let's get out of here. This sucks. They're like 20 years old or something. Like, okay. So one kid takes the swig out of his beer, and then he chucks the rest of it on my brother. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you know, what do you expect? I just go after the fucking guy, and I mix it up with these kids for a minute. It's not a big deal, but, uh, yeah, I tore the they attended my pinky, remember? Uh, it was stuck yeah. straight. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <clears throat> I wouldn't call it a fight or anything like that, but maybe a, a dust-up. Yeah. No, I've seen you have some dust-ups. Like uh, oh, boy. when you were, you were chopping up wood, and that Ooh. wood fucked you up. I think yeah. for the picture, i got to get that picture. We, for the picture of this episode, we've got to post that one. Yep. Well, I was minding my own business on that one, too, you know? I was watching some TV show the other day, and a guy was chopping wood. And I, I can't watch anybody chop wood without thinking of you and your fucking oh. face after that thing. What happened? Literally, you were chopping wood, and I was chopping wood, and a log spun back and hit me, uh, you know, in the brow. Ooh, <clears throat> yeah. Ooh, that was some head trauma. Yeah. Pete, were you on the whole helmet tour in Europe? You, you were working the tour? What, what were you doing out there? Uh, no, I just came out just for fun, just to hang out with the guys for a week and travel around with them. And Local H uh, was on the bill, too, and just to hang out, supervise, make sure, you know. <laughs> Nobody threw a beer on your brother. Yeah. Crowd yeah. control. <laughs> no, well, I just I, came to hang out. I don't remember making a very good impression first impression on you do you remember what happened really on me yeah on you well i don't remember that anything happened but apparently you do i don't know no uh kidding aside no i don't think that at all. i i never thought that i uh i just remember being in kind of a one i got out there you know i i took a weird flight i had to take like three trains and a bus to join up with you guys, and the whole trip seemed to just kind of follow that trend. Right. I was always probably out of sleep, drunk, <laughs> having a good time, whatever. 
So, you know, you and I didn't have a, a good chance to connect, I guess. No, I think I said something that I thought was funny and you were just like, yeah, okay. That's what you think. Or, no, that's... or, or, or you said something like, oh, that's the way it's going to be, huh? And I was like, well, okay. I probably shouldn't mess with this guy. Oh, well, Plus I his like... pinky is all fucked up. He, he doesn't seem to care. <laughs> He's got a big shiner from chopping wood. <clears throat> no, I never, never uh, considered that. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't uh, hang out with you guys a whole ton, I guess. But no, but but we did get to hang out when you uh, when you filled in for Ryan when he was getting married. I fucking remember that, dude. Do you remember that? <laughs> I sure do. Yeah. Uh, what songs did you have to learn on that tour? I can't. I can't remember. What tour was it? Uh, Toadies. Toadies. It was, it was a tour Let- we couldn't turn down, but Ryan was <clears throat> getting married, and apparently he had to get married. Uh, it was so fucking important to him. Yeah, it's so important. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, so what songs? Oh shit! I don't know. A lot of Hey Killer, for right. sure, because that was the latest thing. Right. And then a lot of the greats. And, uh, you know, you gave me pretty much carte blanche on what I want, wanted to play. You know, you kind of outlined something, and I got to pick all the, the songs that I liked the most. So that was cool. Hmm. And uh, that was great. Yeah, it was... Uh, that doesn't sound like me. I know, it doesn't. I don't know. I must have scared you in Europe. I don't know. You were afraid of me for a while or something. Yeah. Which I, you should maintain some of that, you know. Good, of course, of bit. course. I mean, you you do live in a trailer, so I, I am a little afraid of you. Did you guys get together and practice for this, or was it just like, hey, learn these songs and we'll figure it out on stage? No, Pete came out for what a week here. You slept on the couch here. Well, no, I didn't sleep on the couch. I slept in your in your well appointed guest room. Okay, but I think. Prior to that, actually, you came to Los Angeles. In fact, I'm sure of it. You came to L.A. and stayed with Dan and me. And we went down to the room just to make sure I wasn't a psycho or something. And you and I, yeah, we played for two or three days until you thought, all right, well, we can do this, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think the thinking was, like, let's let's split up the time, you know. That way I get to hang out with you guys in L.A. And then you come a couple of days before the tour just to you know to warm up i think yep. we do the heavy lifting in la you know i think that was the thinking yep but uh exactly that's la and then uh came to new york you and justine picked me up at the train station dropped my bag off and we had tacos i believe in your neighborhood yes we did the that's train station oh the train station you yeah took the I, yeah i took the train from the airport oh yeah that was that was a that was a fucking great time, and then uh yeah I was there for like five days or something before we we had to drive down to hold on what's north of Dallas? Yes, somewhere in Dallas, and they did not have a dressing room, and so we <laughs> had to warm up outside <laughs> for your first show, which yeah you know I could tell you were already kind of like nervous about. Yeah, obviously. Oh, super nervous. <laughs> Why wouldn't you be? You know, I mean, not because of us, but just because playing with a band you've never played before. Yeah. <laughs> and and I have a little bit of a problem with this too. Uh, 
but you know when i warm up i burp you know that's part of the thing you, know, you start doing these scales gabe i don't know if you remember this but you know you do these scales and drink a water and you start going burp, and burping and getting all that stuff out of, out of your lungs so you can like sing it's part of the process and I do that, not even thinking of it. And Pete's walking by, warming up, doing his things, like stretching out. And he walks <laughs> right through my uh, cloud, burp, burp Fucking cloud. Fucking burp cloud. <laughs> Dense. Goes like, he goes like this. Dense he goes, cloud. He goes, he goes, he stops and he goes, did you just burp? And I said, uh, yeah, I did. Sorry. And he goes, like, and he just throws up all over the place. <laughs> Welcome, welcome to the band. Welcome to the band. He's just throwing up all the way. He's like, wah, wah. and so I have a problem with throw up. So I start gagging, and we're like, just two guys <laughs> back behind the place. Like, wah. it wasn't a. You guys ready to go on? <laughs> no, five more minutes. It wasn't a. It literally was in a parking lot, Denton, Texas. That's where it was. Yeah. And the restaurant next door was a vegetarian place, and we had some kind of. It was delicious. But kind of some stuff that would make awful belches, <laughs> stanky vomit. But you know what? That that's that was the best thing that could have happened to me because, you know, all fucking afternoon we're hanging out. There's no backstage. There's nowhere to go. I'm fucking nerding out, getting all freaked out about playing. And then that happened, and I was just like, oh, all right, fuck it. <laughs> we're gonna be fine. Yeah, it'd be fine, and it was fun. I had a good time. Yeah, for sure. Even the first night. Yeah. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> well, the whole tour was probably the. I'm not just fucking trying to suck on your dick here, right here, but uh, it was probably the best tour I've ever done. Oh, that the Mastodon yes. tour and uh, that tour. It was it was like everything I like about playing in a group, working hard, and then having fucking fun, and that's what it was. And, right. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. My favorite thing, and this still makes me laugh like crazy, was uh, we decided to go to a Hooters because you're in the we, middle of nowhere, and yeah. you're and when you're you've got a day off. There's a hotel, and you usually have two choices: Applebee's or Hooters. And so this night we decided <laughs> to go to Hooters, and boy, am I glad we went to Hooters because there was this guy there. And he kept saying things like, you know, you know, yeah, I like to come here sometimes. And Pete and I are looking at each other like, dude, you come here every fucking night. And then he kind of sidles up to us and wants to talk about why we're there, what we're doing. And, we, you know, we don't want to talk to anybody, but Pete's had enough. So he starts telling this guy that uh, that we're beaver hunters. Is, is that what it was? Yeah. Beaver trappers. Yeah. Beaver trappers. 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 Right. Yeah. Well, actually, the whole thing came up because uh, there was, so, yeah, you and I saddled up to the fucking counter at Hooters because it was next to our hotel. Right. And there's this one schmo there talking. Everyone knows everyone's fucking name. Right. Obviously, they're all the time. Right. And uh, Sting is on. The They're playing Sting over the radio. We start talking about it. And one of us says, ah, what a douchebag. And this, this guy is just aghast. And, uh, of course, he wants to talk to someone, too. So he comes up. He says, I'm sorry, but did you all just say Sting is a douchebag? 
Because I never, I never <laughs> thought, I never heard anyone talk about Sting that way. My stuff. I'm like, really? You haven't? <laughs> Where you been? <laughs> this is in uh, Tennessee, I think. But anyway, yeah. Then we led him down the primrose path for a while. Oh. Telling him we we're beaver trappers and uh, this and that. We we're, we we're there surveying uh, the area for prime beaver habitat and whatnot. And he offered a few spots. He Remember? did. He yeah, did. he knew a few spots. Well, and you told him that it was it was a family business, and you you, you yeah. had something very personal invested because members of your family had been killed by beavers. Yes, yeah, that's exactly right. And this guy's buying the entire thing, and I'm just trying my hardest not to laugh. <laughs> and he's, he says, "Okay, how do you kill him? Is it a gun?" Yeah. He goes. Oh, hammer. Yeah. And when you look in that beaver's eyes just before he expires, you're a happy man. Because I love when a beaver dies. Well, are they not already dead when you trap them? No, 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 no. Oh, so Rarely. You, you no, do no. traps? What type of traps do you use? I use steel traps. Okay? So they clamp down on their leg until I get there to dispatch them. What do you use, a 22? No, no, no. A bat? Hammer. Okay. I use a hammer. Well, yeah, hammer. <laughs> so what are you doing these days? Who are you torturing these days? Like you sent me the thing the other day about you getting a, a text message. Oh, yeah, well, my buddies that... and I like to, you know, you get the text messages about uh, vote for this guy or that right. guy or yeah. this measure or this ballot. So I like to like write you back. Getting, you getting stuff from Gavin Newsom? Oh, my God. All the fucking time that guy's asking for money. <laughs> <laughs> He's asking for five bucks all the fucking time. Right. It's just I don't five bucks, Pete. I know. I don't have a fucking horse in the race or whatever they say. I don't care one way or the other, but a um, millionaire asked me for five bucks. So I give him a hard time. And <laughs> if I can get someone on the line, you can usually get like two or three texts going. And basically... My go-to is like I'm a I'm a moneyed widower, and I'm looking to make a giant donation, and then I get these folks on the line, and then I just fucking go sideways with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, can I read some of what you said? Here's your response to uh, your appreciate response. Do you have any questions about what the bill might do? And Pete just says, "My husband died, and I've been living alone at our ranch in San Pablo Amigos near Santa Barbara. I would like oh, to meet God. you in person this upcoming week." That's where Gabe was staying, wasn't it? <laughs> was it okay? Uh, <laughs> Wednesday or fr or Friday are best for me. Perhaps lunch. I remember meeting you at an Easter brunch in Santa Palos Converde Hills two years ago. Your wife was a bit tipsy. <laughs> Omar, my late husband, left me quite a bundle, and I'd like to arrange a generous donation to your campaign. Your campaign. Please respond quickly, oh, but do not call after 9 p.m. or before 4:30 a.m. <laughs> when Ronald yeah. Reagan was governor, he would call it all hours, talking about I'm gay this and I'm gay with this guy that. Well, he had to just take the phone off the hook. <laughs> And don't get me started about Nancy. She was about as straight as a $9 bill. <laughs> so stupid. I swear she wouldn't take her hands off me. 
The hotel people threatened to kick us out if she didn't stop walking around naked. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff, Pete. You've got a gift. Stupid. You've got. Uh, it's, it's just uh, stupidity. Just uh, you know, outward stupidity. Well, I went to go see Michelle Wolf the other night, and she did a bit about Nancy Reagan, and apparently, Nancy Reagan's uh, nickname used to be Throat Goat in the seventies. Oh, apparently you, it's, it's, you wrote yeah. that back to me, Throat Goat. I thought you just being uh, dirty. No, that's uh, apparently it was well known that in the seventies, <clears throat> Nancy Reagan gave the meanest blowjob. In holy shit! In Hollywood, she gave the meanest blowjob. Now think about that for a minute. I am. I have been for in Hollywood. Yeah, that's a lot. I uh, mean, that that's kind of what Hollywood does, right? I hadn't thought about that. When I brought up Nancy, I was just riffing, you know. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. I uh it makes me cry. Okay, <laughs> well, so we- stop fucking crying. Hey, you know what I was going to say is uh you look a little bit like Ray Liotta. From where oh, yeah? I'm seeing you right now. Have you ever heard that before? No, but you know what? I was You're going to start uh, hearing it. I was watching something wild today. And uh, so, you know. Oh, well, maybe that's why. Yeah, I was just, <laughs> whatever I watch, I become. Right. I mean, it's not like I have somebody in the house named Karen. Karen. I know that. You look at me. I know that. You're lying. <laughs> <laughs> this is all in your head. You're fucked up in the head. Go to your ready-made whores. That's called uh, gaslighting, by the way. Is that what it is? Yeah, I was learning about this. Gaslighting. Apparently I do it a lot. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about that? Nope. Nope. Moving on. Gabe, what do you got? You got anything? I've been told I'd do that as well. I still don't <laughs> believe it, but uh, it's possible. I don't know. I didn't know well, that you do you think we're being gaslit about gaslighting? Is that possible? It is possible. I mean, because, like what? Gaslight has been around since the, the 40s? Is gaslight from the 40s or the 50s? 40s. <clears throat> 40s. So it's been around for the 40s. But uh, certain people, shall we say, just recently learned about this thing. And Excuse I, me, I'm sorry, but... Since I was a kid. Ben, how, how do you know that? Well, I'm, I'm, uh, who, who was last week's guest who said you're the movie guy, right? Joe Kelly. Yeah, Joe Kelly. Yeah. It's a movie. You never saw that movie, Gaslight, with Charles Boyer and Ingrid. Oh, all right, all right. Are you just, are you just <laughs> pretending, or do you, do you remember it? No, I do not. <laughs> well, Char- Charles Boyer tries to uh, uh, gaslight. Drive well. Let's not use the word as we're trying to explain. The word. I know. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm making a joke. Oh, okay. Sorry. Go, go ahead. Go Please, ahead with go your on. joke. No, 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 no. I think people <laughs> need to know this, especially people who are throwing this word around. I have no idea where it comes from. Please go on, movie guy. So who is it? Ingrid Bergman. Ingrid Bergman. Charles Boyer is trying to. Charles Boyer is married to Ingrid Bergman, but he's secretly trying to drive her crazy for reasons that I can't quite remember. He wants her money. money. Yeah. yeah, it's got to be money, right? Um, so he tries to convince her that that she's crazy and, and sets her up to, ah. to think that she's crazy. And so that's where the term comes from. But no why? Shit. Why, why does that? Because every time he's walking around in the, uh, in the uh, attic, like the, the gas in the light goes down, right? 
So every time there's something that has to do, they, yes. they have uh, gas-powered lights in their house. It's Victorian age. So it goes down because he's taking the gas from another part of the house. And so that's why it's called gaslighting. Right. Gaslighting is a clue to the mystery of the movie. Uh, but w- And when did they start using it as a shorthand for uh, trying to convince someone of facts that they know are not true? I think they've been using it for a long time. But I'm pretty sure that somebody saw it in their film class recently and has been throwing it around all over Twitter. And See, that's why yeah. people suddenly <laughs> know what gaslighting is. But they don't really know what it is. That's me. That, yes. You're talking to me. That's No, 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 not you. The people who are accusing you of gaslighting them. And you're like, oh. I guess I am gaslighting people. Yeah, I'm a gaslighter. Next time yeah. somebody says that, say, what do you mean? Where's that from? What does that term mean? I, actually, Where did it ben, come I, from? I, and then I did you'll say mansplain that. them. Yeah, then mansplain Exactly. Oh, I, oh, boy. Hey, tell me about the, the, the local H song, Mansplainer. Wouldn't mm. mind. It's a fantasy, if you will. About being at a party with, um, uh, who's the, the Fox News guy that's not there anymore? Who's like, it's Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly. It's what I imagine being at a party with Bill O'Reilly would be like. Just like, oh, God, you're the worst. I, I don't care. Whatever you want to say, fine. Can I, can I leave? So that was, that's what it was. Ah. You know, the Plus, newest. Go ahead. The newest. Chicks slash Dixie Chicks album is called Gaslighter. Did you know that? Yeah, I did and it's about um, dude from uh, Near Dark, Adrian. Um, what's that actor's name? Who's the star of really? Near Dark? Yeah, because he was married. Adrian Pazdar. Adrian Pazdar was married to the lead singer of the Dixie Chicks forever, and then he cheated on her, and she wrote the and she she divorced him and wrote that whole album about what a piece of shit he was and a Peace out. He's like, yeah, he's I can't it. listen to movie stuff anymore. Natalie Maines. They do this to me all the time. Huh. Did you ever think you'd hear the name Adrian Pazdar ever again? You're asking you? me or you're asking yeah. Pete? Yeah. Me? Yeah, oh. I'm asking you. Pete First time I've heard Adrian of it. Pazdar. Yeah, no, don't ask. He showed up at that in that stupid Heroes TV show, and that was the first reoccurrence of him after Near Dark that I was aware of. Pete, um, what are you watching these days? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Uh, you know what? Uh, last thing I watched, Godfather 2. Hmm. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Uh, you're more of a Godfather 3 guy, of course. But uh... <laughs> George Hamilton for the win. Ooh. Um, well, I haven't, I haven't seen the new edit, so maybe I am a Godfather 3 guy. I'm not aware there's a new edit. Are you a Godfather 2 guy or are you a Godfather Saga guy? One and two. That's what I do. You know, okay, well, one this is one and two. So what it does is it puts it in chronological order. I've heard of this. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Okay, that's available? Uh, I don't know if you can buy it, but just keep your eyes open. And if you have uh, HBO Max, every once in a while they start showing it. I'd love to see that. Yeah, because I can put that on uh, at any time. Any, any, there's any fucking void in time where I just have nothing to do. Boom, one or yeah. two. It's just like I'm completely content over and fucking over. There's still things I have questions about, like, and I'll ask you. 
So uh, when Michael goes to the Senate hearing and they bring in Patangelo's brother from Sicily, remember? Yeah. Are they trying to say, hey, we got your brother, so play ball with us? Or are they trying to say, oh, so we'll fucking kill your brother if you don't play ball? And that's why he changed his story? No, I think think they're trying to make him ashamed of being a rat. Like, I think the presence of his brother is making him go, oh, my God, I'm a rat. I I shouldn't be a rat. Ben, is that your read? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I don't think they're threatening the brother. Okay. Because he's got this terrified look on his face. He's like, but, uh, yeah, that's one of the questions I have about the movie I still don't quite get. But I believe you guys. I mean, you're not terrified. He's just old. Yeah. (laughs) That's hemorrhoids. I'm old. (laughs) There's that. And then I swear to you, it's embarrassing of all these years I've been watching it. But the other night I was watching it and uh, they're in Cuba Mm -hmm. right before the shit goes down. And Fredo gets a few drinks in him and fucks up and says he, oh, yeah, Mo Green brought me over here. And then Michael knows that he was in fucking cahoots with... uh, What's his face? Oh, well, you Strasburg. never realized that before. Well, I don't know. It just be it became clear, I guess. Because that that movie's three and a half hours long, or something. That's a long one, too. So it's a lot for a guy like me, you know. It's a lot for anybody. It's 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 <laughs> it's uh it is a lot. So Ben, you're a big movie guy. Is that correct? Yeah. Sure. Yes. But my go-to is My Cousin Vinny. That's the movie that I go to. <laughs> Gabe, you know what I watched today? Zapped? No. Fucking hey, Zapped. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. That was a great guess, though, Zapped. Zapped was a good guess. Where would I watch Zapped? <laughs> Scott Bayo du- channel. You know I what I watched? You know what I watched? What? I watched Soul Plane. Wow. <laughs> Don't know it. You got Soul me beat. Plane? I'm trying to figure out if that movie is a classic. Nope. And i never seen it. Or is it just that bad? I think we should all get together and watch Soul Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Soul Man, you can't find anywhere because uh, that movie has aged very well. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing I've seen it so many times that I've committed it to memory. I don't need to see it again. It's like I could, you know, I could be walking down the street and think about, oh yeah, that scene where he talks to James Earl Jones, and he has blackface on, and <laughs> what James Earl Jones must have been thinking. What am I doing? I, kn- I know yeah. you're not a fan, Scott, of the Hitcher, but imagine if C. Thomas Howell had played that movie in blackface. How much oh my better. God! How are you not a fan better. of that movie? It's exactly. the Hitcher. Exactly. Movie. It's a terrible. Oh, Say it, it terrified me. Right. It terrified yes. me. It's a terrible movie. It's not. It might scary. be. Eh, it freaked me out. It made me believe. Yes, but here's the real question, and we're gonna bring this back from the dead: Iron Maiden or the Replacements? Oh, oh, this is a good one. What? This is a good one for Pete. Pete. Yes. Why would you? Which yes. one is better, Iron Maiden or that's the That's not the question. You can only live with one of them, or something like that. Yeah. That's yeah, the, I was gonna that's say. The that's, that's the it's question. A fucked up Which, thing. Who's to do. better? Oh. No, 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 no. Just oh, who would you rather live? Who with? could you not live without? Yeah. Well, I, excuse me, guys. Oh, I, I guess I don't fucking understand the game here. But like, if you think that one band is better than the other, wouldn't that be the band that you'd want to live with? 
No, there's plenty of movies I think are better than My Cousin Vinny, but if I'm on a desert island, that's the one I want to watch. Right, but Pete being Because from you think it's better. Him being uh, from no, it just suits me better. Okay. I, I, and this I, I, killer I, 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 hill. Okay, fair record. enough, Scott. You're right. Go ahead, Scott. Listen. Whatever Scott said. Go ahead, Pete. Answer the question. No, I mean, yeah. seriously. I mean, like, uh. if, 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 you, if it's your favorite movie, why is it not the best movie in your mind? I don't understand. Well, you're gonna you're gonna say something is a better movie because someone else says it. I think there's a difference between my favorite and what I think is objectively the best. What what does that mean? How can your favorite be subjected to objective objectivity? What I'm not it saying it be. is. It isn't. But I'm saying it's two different things. What's my favorite movie? What do I think is the best movie? I'm saying what you think is subjectively ah. the best movie and what objectively in your mind is the best movie should be the same thing. Bands too. What, you, you, your opinion isn't important? I think it is. Look, I think maybe Citizen Kane is probably the best movie ever made. Is it my favorite movie? No. Well, it should be. <laughs> Pete. Why do I have to like the best? Local H I is my favorite band. Is that, am I saying it's the best band ever? Sounds like you are. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. (laughs) I I appreciate the vote of confidence. Pete, what is your answer to the motherfucking question? Well, first of all, I'd like to say... Listen, and second of all, listen, you guys have asked this question a million times. I think it's okay for me to, like, you know, interject in... I think way. you should stay out of Just it. Once. I don't know why you did interject. It's, this is okay. between Gabe and I. I don't know why you stepped in at all. Go ahead. We'll, ju- this we'll, is ju- a, we'll this just cut this all out. This is a Gabe-Ben <laughs> no, uh, Pete thing, all yeah. right? Yes, it is. Right now. But you just Go. scot your way out of it for a moment. <laughs> uh, so, Ben, I, I, I think it's great that you say Citizen Kane's the best movie. You're probably speaking like technically it's the best movie for everybody most of the time, not mm. your favorite movie. Goes to show that you don't think your opinion applies to everybody. So thank right, you for that. Thank you. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like if I didn't say wa- you said it. If he's going to walk into a room <laughs> and say this is my favorite movie, that sh- everyone should go. Okay, he's of my cousin Vinny guy, and he can't walk into a room and go, "I'm a Citizen Kane guy." You can't. You have to pick. You have to be the guy yeah. that says, like, this right, is sure. me. That, I'm, and I'm, you should be everything proud of you said it. is, I am proud of it. Okay, great. I don't I, believe in guilty pleasures. I don't believe in any of that crap. Gotcha. So, I Pete, think... it was really good to have you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I got to go inside now? That's where my girlfriend is now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's, 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 the, what's the answer? Oh, Iron Maiden or Replacements? That's right. Now, because this is interesting, because I'm gonna have to live with this, right? I and mean, there's a well, follow-up question too. You're we'll from Minneapolis. He's from Minneapolis, but he's yes. he's. I don't know if I could exactly call him a metalhead, but he is in one of the best metal bands around right now. So this is gonna be tough. Top seventeen, Pete. We've been voted uh, yeah. top seventeen. You're ranked top seventeen. Ranked. Ranked. Yeah. That's what I meant. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's easy. Oh, it's not easy, but. You can only have one choice. So it's Iron Maiden, of course. Duh. Wow. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The tides have changed. This, this is a yeah. big win for Gabe. Oh, yes. Yeah, Don't that's worry, easy because... Last. And here's why. Yeah. Let's Iron Maiden is people uh, is music for the people. You ever see an Iron Maiden show? There's fucking 100,000 people. Wherever they go, 100,000 people show up. 
And that says something about the music, don't you think? The replacements. No. Oh, oh. No, because oh, replacements, <laughs> replacements are punk rock. At least they started out as punk rock. And if that isn't music for the people, I don't know what is. Oh, shit. I mean, you can't. You're going to sit there and you're going to be able to sing along with, with Bruce Dickinson? You can't. How is that music for the people? You can sing along with Paul Westerberg. Right. In other well, words, you're saying Top Gun Maverick is 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 the best movie ever because more people are seeing it than David Cronenberg's oh, movie. So Ben's after me too. All right. So I got Gabe. Uh, <laughs> well, you gave me a, a really tough uh, thing to choose. Like, uh, do you like cheeseburgers or double cheeseburgers? Oh, well, I have to fucking choose one. All right. Well, <laughs> well that's fine. No, no, no. That's it's a, great. Is, that's not. That's <laughs> not. I love. I movie. love them both. He says that Iron Maiden is twice as good as the replacements. So I guess, uh, you know, growing up in Minneapolis, I loved the replacements. Never saw them live. Oh, you can't even I, answer this question. I think I can. I, I got I got to the party late, but I did love them, and I played in a band that probably sounded just like them once or twice. But uh, So was that one of those things where it was like it was – Local, you're like fuck them. They're overrated. Is that what that was? No, 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 no. I never. No, no, no. We, me and my crew, we worshipped uh, Husker Du, Soul Asylum, and Replacements. Yeah, that's what we were all about. And Ark Welder. Now, that Ark, Ark Welder, Welder has a wow. Chicago connection with Touch and Go. Uh, in my opinion, eh, greatest group out of Minneapolis, punk rock group. Ark Good. Welder. Ark See? Welder. So. Are they your favorite band out of Minnesota? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, you're yes. stuck. You're stuck. Yes. You're stuck with one mid-80s Who song. Your choices are Eminence Front or Athena. Oh, uh, uh, the former. Easy. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, now we're now we're all good. Come on, man. I, lo- I love the, the music video for that. You seen that one? Eminence just, Front? Yeah, they're just sound, it's sound check. Yeah, it's yeah. great video. Have you seen the video? No, it's, oh it's, it's the same fucking sound check that they filmed the video for Athena. Well, I never saw that one. And no, uh, you better, you bet. It's the same same sound check for you better, you bet. I don't think there is a video for Athena. A fucking but you, you better, you bet has the thing where he'll like go in to do his vocal. Don't, don't muddy the waters by bringing up you better, you bet. We got our answer. <laughs> Listen, yeah, Ben, I'm a little feisty tonight. You are. That, that video is incredible. <laughs> There, there's a hierarchy here. It's slipping like bring up, I don't like to bring it up, movie guy, but I'm a movie guy too, okay?
Well, I tried to dig up some dirt for you, you guys before I came on to talk with you, but... What'd you get? Do you think it would have helped? Do you think it would have helped make this a good episode? <clears throat> well, to tell you the truth, I was, like, a bit nervous. Like, who the fuck wants to talk to me? I don't know. So I, I want to see who I was dealing with anyway. Well, I want to talk to you, because I, I honestly think Killer Hill is fucking great. Well, you we're know? number one. We're number one. You're number one. I mean, yeah, I, we're number I, one. As far as how, what I want to hear when I listen to metal, it's got everything that I want to hear. You know, I mean, would you call yourselves metal, or is there something sure. else that you'd rather call yourselves? I, I mean, don't, listen, it doesn't matter to there's me. There's so many fucking names and subgenres. I don't. I don't even know if I'm talking about you correctly. What would you say? I I, I guess I, I I wouldn't care one way or the other. Sure, metal. It's a uh, my brother and me uh, going down into a room and coming up with like, typically we're jamming around on and just like, uh, you know, 80s style metal that we grew up on and just like kind of riffing out, having fun, maybe having a laugh about it even. Right. And, di- and just trying to make it enjoyable and fun to do. Right. It's like, it, this it is, is fun. This is, it's fun to listen to. It should be. That's kind of the whole point. Um and not to go back again, but with Mastodon, those guys, those ma- those guys make metal fun. Right. If you, in my opinion, it's not like uh, there. It's a little bit tongue in cheek, not making fun of shit. You know what I mean? But uh, it's fun. It's like fun music. And so I, I, I'd like to be part of something like that. So that's what we try to do. Yeah. Are you gonna play any shows? No. 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 You have played shows, though. <laughs> no, we've played uh, three shows to date, actually. So, you know, that's the thing. It's like, you know, Dave Case from Helmet, he's the bass player. He's a you know vital part of the thing, and he's in New York. And uh, the, we work around the Helmet schedule and, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. the other reason I wanted to talk to you is because I miss you and I love you and I wish we were neighbors, as ah, always. Jeez. You know? Well, thanks. Yeah. You know what? I, I'd love to be neighbors with you. I consider myself a really good neighbor and I know you would be uh, also. Well, I, I would always be borrowing the sugar. Well, someone's got to be the homer. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it is an awesome RV you got there, Homer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not bad. Oh, no, I'm the homer. Yeah, you're the homer. Oh, I got you. I got you, Flanders. Can I try to unite us on something? Please. I'm having uh, having the hardest time trying to wrap my head around this, and I'm assuming that the same is true for the three of you. How is it actually possible that up until a week ago, the Rolling Stones have ne- had never played out of time live. Hmm. Well, I'm thinking because it was probably a song that was uh, forced on them by their manager and they just thought it was a shitty single. But based on the fact that now it's in a Quentin Tarantino movie, they're probably trying to capitalize on that. It was also the opening title song for Coming Home back in 78. I mean, this song mm-hmm. has, and the Ramones covered it, and Elvis Costello covered it all the time. How, and there are many, 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 many tours where they're busting out, you know, 
secondary, second tier stone songs or third, third tier stone songs. How do they never get to that? Because those are the new stone songs. You know, it, it doesn't seem to me like they ever really gave too much thought about their set list until recently. Hmm. Like, you know, they're like, maybe we shouldn't do brown sugar. And I, I, I don't think the Stones of the 80s or the 90s ever would have thought, yeah, you know what I mean? And somebody else is doing something recently. Oh, I open up the fucking phone and it's like, uh, Guns N' Roses are playing Walk All Over You. I'm like, who gives a fuck? That's how you feel about Out of Time and the Stones and then playing it? Pretty much. So I did not unite us. Okay. <laughs> I fucked up again. How do you feel about uh, Guns N' Roses playing Walk All Over You? You know all those Guns N' Roses guys, right, Pete? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I will say this. As a YouTube idiot, I've seen some uh, ACDC shows that Axel filled in oh, for Brian right. Johnson. And guess what? You can't knock the fucking guy and, you know... I've never been like, I don't know. It's always kind of been a, eh, guns and roses. But once he did that, he, for me personally, I have respect for that because I thought Dude, I didn't even, I didn't even put that together. I didn't not even put that together. Obviously. So, yeah. So maybe with that in mind, you know, it's tough. I watched this, oh my God. I watched the second half of ACDC 1991 full concert, one minute. Or one hour, 57 minutes, Castle Donington, 1991. This morning and last night. Holy shit. But, uh... With the ball guy playing drums? Why would you say that? Uh, Is it true? Yes, it is true. Okay, then. I want to bring something up that's going to tear us all apart here. All right, do it. (laughs) Whip it out. Yes. Whip it out, Gabriel. All right. Am I the only one that thinks... That the band Led Zeppelin wrote Uh-oh. fewer choruses as they got older. Because no. I'm... Listen to these songs. I agree with you, but that doesn't make the songs any less great. No, but that or wasn't any part less of the, catchy. That wasn't part of the equation, how great the songs are or not. Right. But they, exactly. don't, write, they don't write choruses very often on some of their later albums. Like After, what? All right, let's take a look at the last okay. record. No, 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 okay. no. I'm just saying, I'm going to pick some songs out that are supposed to be hits that have no choruses by Led Zeppelin. I'd like to... What do you mean supposed to be hits? They're fucking hits, you you asshole. I think I'm hinting that I don't appreciate them as much as the rest of Oh, no, I'm not a big Led Zeppelin guy either, but go ahead. And you should be. Both of you are (laughs) absolutely wrong. I especially like late Led Zeppelin, later Led Zeppelin. No. I'd like to... Pete's, Pete's got to chime in. May I chime in, please? Please. I think you're on to something here, Gabe, because okay. as Preach. the as the years went on with Led Zeppelin, to my understanding, John Paul Jones took on more of the writing and the arranging. That's so you could be the, on to something. That's only the last record. Well, that that's all, that's that, that, that's just your opinion. No, it's not. Lucas. <laughs> it's not. All right. Can we uh, get... Uh, don't gaslight us about Zeppelin. Paige was so smacked <laughs> out. But Into the Outdoor is... Into is the Outdoor, great album. Lots great, great record. Songs. But, but It's real monster that hits. That is, is one of the things where people are like, all right, John Paul Jones has taken over here. But still, some of the best guitar solos of Jimmy Page's career. Now let's look at the last Led Zeppelin record, In the Evening. 
Is that that's not a, a chorus? I don't know, but that's that, a great song. Yes. Oh, I oh, oh, I need your love. Oh, oh, I need your love. That's not a chorus. I don't know. I was. Putting it up... is. Yes, it is. Did all my love. Hit? All of my oh, love. That's not, that doesn't count. My love. What? What? Well, how what? Does what? That count? Come on, that's it's not a that's fucking chorus. I know, <laughs> that's but that's <laughs> that chorus doesn't count. I'm talking no. about other choruses. No. I, I heard a song Oceans the other day. The Ocean. I, the Ocean. Whatever. The Ocean. I don't care what it is. Billy there's Ocean. no chorus in that song. There's no chorus in that song. No, it's but not, if you're saying there's not a hook in that song, you're not listening. See, I need a, I need more. You I need more. You oh oh really? Yes. The fucking oh, Iron shit. Maiden fan needs more. Iron Maiden writes hooks and choruses. Oh, not all the time, my friend. Most. What's the chorus of Hallowed Be Thy Name? The very end. Yes. That's not. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's not a chorus. Hallowed no. be thy name. That's yeah, not the yeah, chorus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallowed be that's thy name. It. It's not a chorus. Yes, it's a chorus. Pete, back me up. Hallowed be thy name. The chorus is the end. I rule with Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> what about Houses of the Holy? Where's the chorus? In the houses of the holy. That's the verse. That's the verse. That's the verse. You know the chorus is. <laughs> <laughs> It's a hook, yes. It's a hook. Yeah, it's a hook. <laughs> they were they were outside of what you're talking about. No. Now listen, I'll agree with you that they had less use or need for choruses as it went on. <laughs> That's true. Okay, that was my point, and you agree. But oh, why? Agree. But are you saying it like it's a, like it's necessarily a bad thing? I don't think it's a bad thing. I think they they transcended the need for choruses. And Sometimes they got worse I listen they to stuff. No, that's not true. That's not true. Physical Graffiti is their best record. <clears throat> Ooh, not a big Pete, give me a ruling here. <laughs> I, I'm not getting involved in this. What do you think their best record is? Coda? I, oh, now we're going back to uh, Soul Man and whatever we were talking about before. I, I don't have an, I can't pick a best. The Hitcher. <laughs> It's like Soul Man. <laughs> yeah, this is like Soul Man versus um, Outsiders. I mean, I, how am I going to make that decision? Oh, I'll make it for you. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? What's your favorite Zeppelin record then? <sighs> I don't have one. It's one, two, three, four. That's what I grew up listening to. We had them in the milk crate in the basement. Mm-hmm. My buddy... In the fifth grade came over to stay the night and he just looked through my records and he discovered all these Zeppelin records that I'd gone over, never listened to them. And he said, holy shit, you got one, two, three, and four. I was like, oh yeah, I never listened to those. And uh, he's like, what? He's in fucking fifth grade. And he turned me on to Led Zeppelin. So it was one, two, three, four is the same thing to me. And I never really got on the later stuff intensely. Those are the building blocks for, you know, newbies. But eventually you got to move on. And if you're going to get to the top of the mountain, it is physical graffiti. Now, let me ask you a question. Let me ask everybody here a question. What is the most famous Led Zeppelin song? Now, now, this is not subjective. This is objectively the most famous Led Zeppelin song. Stairway to heaven. Stairway. Does it have a fucking chorus, Gabe? That's my good point night. Exactly. Good no, night. Not. I'm the winner. <laughs> you got a good point. Good night.